Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Father, for your strength in our lives. Receive our praise in the name of Jesus. This night, O oh God, as we go into your word, we pray that your word will bless us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, brethren, uh, coming to my mind, I thank the Holy Spirit for reminding me again. I want us to pray. Just one prayer point before we go into the word tonight. Um, from the book of uh, from the book of Luke chapter twenty-two, verse thirty-two. Jesus Christ said unto Peter in verse twenty-one. First, he said, "Simon, Simon, Satan had asked to sift you as wheat." Verse 22. Do we have it projected? Shall we all read together? Think, go. But I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. God expects you and I to strengthen one another. There is room in the spirit. God already knows. For some people to be stronger than some people. God already knows that some people's faith will fail at some time. God already knows that there is possibility that the weak can break away from his presence. And he says, when thou art converted, in other words, when you return, in other words, when you are, when you are restored, strengthen your brethren. But the point we're making today is that I have prayed for you. That is the antidote to a failing faith. Praying for one another. The scripture says, enduring one another, bearing with one another, praying for one another, so that our faith will not fail. I want us to please pray for somebody beside you today that my brother, in the name of Jesus, I pray for thee, your faith will not fail. My sister, your faith will not fail. I felt in my spirit that some people's faith are already shaking. Some people's faith are already weakened. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Don't joke with this moment. I pray for you, my sister. Your faith will not fail. I pray for you, my brother. Your faith will not fail in the name of Jesus. No matter what the enemy is throwing at you, by the power of the Most High God, your faith will not fail. Let's pray for one another. Let's pray for one another. In the name of the Lord Jesus, your faith will not fail. My brother, I pray for you, your faith will not fail. In the mighty name of Jesus, no matter what the enemy is throwing at you, your faith will be sustained. In the name of the Lord Jesus, your faith will not fail in Jesus' name. Please make sure you are praying for someone. Make sure you are praying for someone. Make sure somebody is praying for you as well. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's an instruction that was laid on our heart. That we should pray that faith of God's people will not fail. Some people are at the verge of giving up. Some people are at the verge of quitting. 
Lord Jesus, we pray that the faith of my brother will not fail. That the faith of my sister will not fail. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray God of heaven and earth that you will strengthen your children. Pray, pray, pray that the faith of God's people will not fail. Your faith will not fail in the name of Jesus. I pray for you today. No matter what the enemy is bringing out to you, your faith will not fail. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' exalted name we pray. Thank you. God bless you. May please have your seat. Thank you, choir. God bless you. Hallelujah. When instruction comes from the Lord expressly, it's better we do. Even though we don't understand, but the Lord knows better than any one of us. We have prayed for ourselves. It doesn't matter what the time is, but following instruction is what matters. So, and as we have decreed tonight, none of us here will fail in our faith. Amen. A louder amen, church. Amen. Seal it up with your bigger amen. amen. Yes, it is so. Sometimes we do these things so that the spirit realm can also hear us, that we know what we are doing. That's what living faith is all about. Living faith is that you know you're dealing with some people. We are not just beating the bush like Paul says. I'm not fighting like the one fighting the, you know, beating the hair. But I, I fight like someone who understands what a battle looks like. Hallelujah. This evening, by God's grace and throughout this month, we'll be going in our Bible study through um, our discussion that we started first with the workforce and uh, by direction of the Holy Spirit, I believe um, God wants the church to get better also and to understand some of these things. So we put it in a structured teaching and uh, with the topic of what we'll be looking at for this period, of, for this month, is what we call building capacity. Everybody say that. One more time. Building capacity. And um, I know workers, we have discussed extensively. We started from January and uh, we just uh, put a hold on it in June just because, uh, you know, we waited on the Lord to do the next thing he wants to do with us. So I encourage everyone to please open your heart and let's get blessed together. Hallelujah. So when we say building capacity, you say attaining a superior version of you. Make sense? The chant is attaining a superior version of you. So when I say building capacity, what do you say? Attaining a superior version of you. See, whatever you are today, whatever you have, you can have much more. Whatever you are today, you can be much more than that. Whatever you do today, you can do greater. In fact, Jesus says in John chapter 12, verse 14, that greater work shall they do, those who believe in him. So this is more like a discussion. Let's have it, a very deep, in-depth discussion using the scripture, following the Holy Scripture today. And, you know, and understanding what God has in mind for us. This is more like a, uh, like a, a discussion, like, like you no, know, let's have some conversation. So we're not going to rush anything. We want to make it as 
more practical as we can so we can all pick one thing or the other from it. You can do better. A better version of you exists and is calling for manifestation. A better version of me exists. I don't know what any one of us is today, but I can tell you categorically that one thing I know and I'm sure of is that that is not our best. That's not the best we could be. There, is, there are still many more no, things waiting for us to accomplish in life. God says to Joshua, after fighting so many battles in Joshua chapter 14, you have dwelt on this mountain for too long. Now you are old, and there are still many more land to conquer. The question is, I've conquered land. Yes, whatever you had today is not the end of what you should be. No, the better version of us is hiding somewhere calling for manifestation. And so, therefore, the essence of this discussion is for us to be triggered, to be gingered in our spirit man and to want to get into that real version of us that God is calling for. And I also want to let us know that as human, there is no limitation to the dealings of God with us. No limitation. There is no... See, if you have accomplished 100 food, God wants you to accomplish times two of that. When you accomplish that, God wants to accomplish. So we should, we are, we should be record breakers, breaking our own records, running after ourselves, not comparing ourselves with someone else, but setting a record today and breaking that record. That's one thing I love about Usain Bolt. That Jamaica guy, why he left uh, track uh, feed, I mean track uh, uh, um, sport, I really don't know. Because till he left, Everybody tried to compete with him and beat him, but he was beating his own record. This year, he will set one. I was watching one yesterday, 2012 Olympic. You would think that was his best. Beat everybody, and he set a, a world record. And, you know, his tie and all of that. I saw Obama doing that with him sometimes. You know, set your own record. And then in the following year, he beat that record again. God wants us to be record breakers. When we set a record this year, we, break an, we, we create an, another one the following year. Not just stay with what we have been over and over and that's all that we could be. No, there is no limit to all that you could be. Somebody say no limit. No stopping. Keep building. A better version of you is waiting. A better version of me is waiting for manifestation. It exists somewhere. That's why as a person, I, I work tirelessly to see you know, more growth, to see more development. As a church, we work tirelessly to say, no, it has to grow beyond this. Somebody was, ah, PPP, what again are you looking for? What have we achieved? Nothing. If Baba Deboye at, I mean, at 80, we say we have just started. Ah, then we that we are just here. What have, you, have not even, you don't even know what you are doing yet. A version of you that is better than what you have right now is existing, is in existence. And so the Lord wants us to find out that version and get into it and continue to improve and keep making record. The outcome of life, like a building, depends on the foundation to which it is laid. The outcome of life, like a building, 
depend on the foundation to which it's laid. If your foundation is laid on a shallow, I mean, if your building is laid on a shallow foundation, guess what you will get? A shallow building that will soon collapse in the face of uh, challenges. But if we have a deep foundation, even if you are one, all you have to build, all you could build was just one floor. Keep moving. Year two, you will bring built second floor. Later, you build third floor and fourth floor, and so on and so forth. But if the foundation is shallow, and now there is all of a sudden resources falls into your hand on the following year. Sorry, if the foundation is wrong, what does the Bible say? What can the righteous do? You pull down the entire building. That question was not answered in the Bible, but got an answer. The righteous will put down the building. Wastage of resources. So why don't we strengthen the foundation? And that's the essence of what we are doing today. Lay a solid foundation so that you can live a solid life. Can you preach that to somebody this morning, this evening? Lay a solid foundation so you can live a solid life. It's only those who lay solid foundation that live solid lives. Psalm 42 verse 7. Bible says deep call it unto, unto the deep. Deep only calls unto the deep. Deep will not call unto the shallow. So let's lay solid foundation for our lives. Our Christian life, our whatever life. I was, I was listening to Reverend Sam Adeyemi some few weeks ago when he was taking us through some training about a 1,000 plus challenge. How your church can grow and, and, and get your first 1,000 things like that. He said, Desta had been existing for about three, four years when he came across a book, Purpose Driven Church, that turned everything around. And of course, when I met him one-on-one by, by gross privilege sometimes ago, he also shared the same testimony with me. He said, but the moment he got that book and the Lord reorientated his mindset, he called all the leaders and sat them down and said, the foundation we are laid is improper. They have to build, destroy it and restructure and restructure. That year, church went to bam, bam, bam. Four services. Somebody was praying for membership before. Four services on Sunday. And they started looking for space. He said, sometimes he would stand and look. I said, where are these people coming from? And where have you people been all along? See, people gravitate to where their ideas. In fact, resources of life gravitate to where ideas flows. He said that's why he wrote ideas rule the world. Ideas. Many of us, we, we, we have this idea flowing at us every day and we simply don't have the courage to take step. That's why in the month of living faith, may God bring our faith alive. Ideas are coming to us. Ideas are flowing like water to some persons. They don't have the time to pen it down. They don't have the time or the, the wherewithal to pursue it. And then the ideas come like a currency. And it flies away if it's not used. And such a person will go back to church and start fasting and praying again. And the Lord will say, sorry, you don't know what you're doing. I have visited you with ideas. I'm not going to visit you with raw materials. Someone say what God gives you is enough to create what God made for your purpose. What God gives you is enough to create what God has designed for your purpose. That thing that God gave you, that ideas that are flowing in, your, in our heart, ah, and before we know it, have, have you ever you know, been thinking of something and all of a sudden you, you, you delay a little bit and somebody has just started it? How many people? I remember some years ago in Lagos. 
I'll sing in this song, Ijoba Orun, Lere Onigbagbo, Mama Jane Sassino. Sorry, that's a Yoruba dialect to those who don't understand. And then I had a chorus somewhere. Then I put my own composition. And uh, anywhere that composition is sung, people break down into tears. The same feeling I got when I received that was the same feeling that was following everywhere. And one man called me. I said, ah, bro, Shaba, put this thing into record. I said, no, 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 I don't need money. I don't need money. I don't need popularity. I don't need fame. I don't want to put it to record. I started with... Dun, 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 dun. And so on. Guess what? When, uh, what's her name called? Eh? Lara George. When she started with, I said, God, this is my key. This is exactly my tone. And she just changed and put her own words and changed a little bit, and that was it. I said, God, what was I doing? Maybe I will have been the popular Lara judge today. <laughs> Many times, idea comes to us like that. We joke with it. We toy with it. It was when I started waxing about that I know your first experience is, is building you for the next one. And the next one. And you get better as you continue. Some people wax seven albums before they, are hard. they were hard. Many of us were like, I don't even want to start because I'm humble. It's not humility. It's not humility at all. It's just wasting the resources that heaven has put on you. Today, I pray to the Most High that you receive courage to take a step of faith and do something with what God has given you in the name of Jesus Christ. Idea is key. And it comes to us. So if you lay a solid foundation, you will have a better life, a solid life. No limit, no stopping. Let's keep building. That's all what building capacity is about. I met a doctor, a medical doctor recently. And we were having lunch together with uh, one of our brothers, uh, a doctor here, one of them, uh, organized the lunch for us. And as we were chatting, <laughs> I, I saw this guy say, ah, Fatwa. I've seen his, his CV, his resume, because there was some discussion that led to that and all of that. So I saw his resume and all of that. So I was expecting somebody with white, gray hair or anything like that. But when this guy sat, ah, I was forced to say, Oga, you are too young to have all of these things. How did you do it? He just smiled. <laughs> and more so when he would tell me, that, you know, in Nigeria, I was from Gophamit. That caught my attention. Gophamit? Gophamit was my former church, Gospel Faith Mission International. That's why I grew up. That's why I got born again. I was like, really? Please, Gophamit people, forgive me. But I thought in my head, this same person can rise from the same church where many of us have not even thought that we could do what he was doing. I said, so if you are from Gophamit, why, where did you get this from? He said, well, I moved to the UK and I started, you know, my medical stuff and all of that, practice. And 
He said, but you know what? I look for mentorship because I have a vision of where I was going. I look for mentorship and I, and I got found one by the grace of God. And he said, not that alone. I cast a vision of what I want to do in life. He said, you know, many of us was talking about the profession now. Just jump into medicine and believe it that once they have graduated, that is all. There is nothing else to further with. He said, no. But if you prepare your mind towards some vision in life, you will just see that you can grow beyond the very first degree of medical that you have. That's applicable to every, every, uh, you know, every profession, just not, not just medicine. But what caught me attention was this guy was too young for what he was carrying. How did you get through? So many times he has to do two or three of those degrees in the same year. My point is, success does not come by luck. It's hard work. That's a deliverance for somebody. Success does not come by, by luck. Oh, they see somebody graduate, they say, oh, he has luck. Nobody has luck. Oh. Nobody has. If that person will sit you down and tell you what he has gone through, and hard work does not kill. It makes one better. See a man that is diligent in his service, the scripture says, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29. He will stand before who? And not. So the Bible recognizes that there, is, there are mean men. There are people that are mean. They are just ordinary. Average people. May you go beyond average. Amen. I'm reading a book right now, maybe the third time or so, An Enemy Called Average by John Mason. Please go look for that book. My spirit was fired up again this afternoon at the close of work, and I was just going through some nudget in that book. Our life can go beyond hard. The enemy of better is, I mean, is good. The enemy of better is good. Oh, you have good grade. You can have better grades. Oh, I am having a good life. You can have a better life. When the devil settles us, um, our mentality settles us to the level of we are good enough, please fight that enemy. There's nothing good enough in where I am. I must pursue the next step. Always look for the next step of where you are. That is what building capacity is all about. That is what it means to build capacity. Because wherever you, whatever you are at today, whatever you are doing today, my brother, believe me, my sister, believe me, you can do better. There is a better version of us that is in existence and is crying for manifestation. It's crying for manifestation. Attaining a superior version of a person you are today is all that we are referring to when we talk about building capacity. Increasing capacity is increasing life result. If you increase your capacity, it means you are ready for your result to be increased, to be doubled. In my workplace, um, I work as an engineer some some company in Weibon just for those who don't know. The very first day I got to that company, 10 years ago, I said we have capacity to half times three of the profit we're having right now. They, 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 they said, ah, exaggeration. Then we started setting program in place. There was no strength, there was no 
political will and leadership will to make it happen. And they will keep failing. In fact, when I went to history sometimes ago, because my job as the QA manager was to report some information to the top management, I went to nine years of us wanting to achieve a particular result. Nine years of my being in that company. That's the far that my hand could reach in terms of data. We never achieved close to it. But guess what? Started a program last year, December. We are achieving almost times three of that same result now. With the same set of people, in the same factory, with the same location. What has changed? Build your capacity. If my manager, my prime manager, who's my direct boss, says, if they had told me that this will ever happen in this plant, I would bet it my life is not possible. That's how many of us are betting the wrong thing. We bet our life with wrong. It's not possible. In the scripture, there's only one place that is not possible for God to lie. Every other thing is possible, sir. Is somebody fired up already? Every other thing is possible. Do you know if we make up our mind today, we can double this church twice. We can start having four services. Do you know it's possible? Leave prayer alone. Put prayer aside. That's where many Christians hide. And let's pray. God will do it. God has done it. He just needs us to move and do something about ourselves. God is not going to do anything new. He has done it. Just wake up and take hold of what he has done. James chapter 2 verse 17. Faith without works is what? He's dead in itself. Dead on arrival. And that's the kind of faith many people are carrying about today. No works. No action. I believe. James 2 19 says it's not only you that believe. Even the devil believes. And it trembles. So belief is not enough. What are you doing by the conviction that you got from your belief? I believe I'll make it in life. Oh yeah now. Uh, it's not your God's will. It's God's will. Before creation, it's God's will. It's God's will. Am I hurting somebody? <laughs> if I hurt you, yes, let me hurt you. <laughs> if your tomorrow is better, you will come back and pay me offering. Hallelujah. Is somebody listening? There is nothing impossible. So increasing capacity is increasing life result. Life result can be increased. William James says, the greatest discovery of my generation is that men can change their circumstances by changing the attitude of their mind. Attitude of our mind. That's the biggest thing. There is no stronghold anywhere. The strongest hold that I know is the stronghold of the mind. If our mind is not liberated, devil will plague on our ignorance and it will continue to have his feel easily. Is somebody following me? If our mind is not liberated, and that's why I think the biggest prayer Christian should be praying is liberation of his mind. He says, renew your mind. By the renewal of your mind on a daily basis, things will change for better. So, attitude of mind is what we must focus at for us to get to where we are going. Life is given to us to live it like Christ. Somebody tell me what was impossible for Christ when he was here. Let's say now, which one? Eh? To lie. There was still one more thing that was impossible, or that post impossible situation for Christ. What was it? Unbelief. Unbelief. The Bible says it was marveled. 
There are a few things that marveled Christ. One of them was unbelief. Jesus looked at their unbelief. What kind of manner of people like this ones? And they said he could do only a few miracles. Just touch, touch, touch and move the way. Unbelief was thick like cloud. So God created us or gave us Christ so that we'll see his example and live our lives like his. And if there's nothing impossible for Christ, nothing should be impossible for us. Except unbelief. The purpose of ministry is to build people onto Christ-likeness. And that's what we do in PPP. Build people onto Christ-likeness. Set Christ as an example that everyone looks, looked at him and wants to become like him. Now, when we talk about building capacity, I need us to, our test that we'll use for, all, I mean, for this period, Mark chapter 2, uh, we're going to read from verse 21 to 22. Mark 2, 21 to 22, I'll prefer NLT, and if you have it on my slide, you can just project it. The Bible says, beside, church, let's read together, beside, who would patch old clothing with the new clothes? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger. Bro, priest, where are you going? I think I'll need you on this thing. Sorry, sir. If you want to use washroom, you can quickly do that. And then we'll continue. Living an even bigger. You want to try to reduce the hole, but because it's an old cloth. That's why a new mindset brings attract a new result. Even in the place of prayer, sir, our mindset must change for us to attract God's unheavenly result. In the place of prayer, many of us are praying and we don't believe what we are praying about. Many preachers preach, they don't believe what they are preaching. Ah, let's bring our offering out for the Lord. It is better to give than to receive. And then the preacher is looking for the smallest note in his pocket. It's a lie. You don't believe what you're saying. Do, do you get that analogy? We don't act what we say. We don't believe it. And what shows that we don't believe it is our action. Somebody prayed about Canada or whatever here now, and by the time you get out of the door, you say, this land cannot be better. What about the prayer you just prayed? Religious prayer? Because of unbelief. One day, Brokeney was leading us in the, in the six o'clock prayer, and was like, ask anything. Is that Matthew 14, 15 or something? Ask anything, Jesus said, or John 14, 15. Ask anything in my name, I will do it. He said anything as if that would just eat me, bam, bam, bam. It's anything that God says. And I said, God, I needed this and this and this now. If it is anything, then anything must be anything. But you know what religion will tell us? Anything, but you know what? You must first of all give prophet offering. And you must fast for 10 days. Did they put it there like that? No. Believe the scripture. It's simple enough. And I asked for anything. Let me just tell you two things. I asked for gift of healing that night. And then the brother handed a prayer. I said, God, you answer prayer. And I said, God, you do this, you do that. And I, I just said, give me this gift. And that's it. And we left not too long ago. Then around 9 o'clock, 6 o'clock was the prayer. Around 9 o'clock, somebody rang. Ah, this person is in the hospital. Ah, 
Sorry, oh. Sorry, you know. Uh, have you taken drug? Uh, has the doctor seen He's in the hospital now. He will take drug now. You know, unbelief started playing his pranks. All of a sudden, something, but you ask for it. If you don't try it out, how do you know you have it? How do you know you have it? I've been in the hospital for three days now. They said the problem is just increasing. Even now, they just mentioned it's increasing. I said, ah, it better don't increase, though. No, it doesn't work like that. And something stirred up in my spirit. I said, can I pray with you? I just asked for a gift six, some three hours ago. Lay your hands on yourself in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are leaving that hospital before this weekend is over. She said, Amen. We closed it there. And you know what the devil will do, of course. The thoughts started rushing. What if it is not like that? He said, you are a fake pastor. I said, let them say it. He that takes the glory, let him take the shame. If God takes the glory, then leave him to take the shame. But when you are sharing God's glory, that's when you are afraid to share the shame too. Let him take the shame if you can't do it. I'm not the one doing anything. Sometimes I woke up and said, am I the one that called you to come to church? No. Is it not God that is inspiring people? So, what's, what's my business? Just do God's work. I move on. And not too long ago, I'm maybe 9, 30 or 10, I, was, I heard again that another person was in the same hospital, I mean, another hospital. And, and she was like, ah, the whole pain, the whole this, the doctor have tested, they said there must be operation, and they, they are taking me to the theater by tomorrow, da, 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 da. And that thing came up again. I said, just let me pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we prayed. And she said, amen. With all struggle. And that's it. But I'm happy to tell you that, that following the, second, the Saturday next, two of them left the hospital. They want to be operated on no more pressure. In fact, she went to U.S. the following day. And and when she, when she came back, she said, the pain, ah, when I go to you, everything is fine. I can go. I can. And then when she was coming back, she said, the pain returned. The pain cannot return, man. The pain cannot return. Except my God is a liar. And as we speak today, no more oppression. Pain gone. See, we must deal with every, it. It happens to everybody. The devil brings all those stupid thoughts. Pastor, she hear my line, sir. Ah. You know, we have some senior. Oh, God, the top. It comes to everyone's heart. You have to fight it with the word of God, not with a buffalo. Okay, if I can know the word, don't say eh, heaven help those who help themselves. The Bible says, Bible did not say that. With the word of God, with the word of life. That's why we read and cram so that the day you will need it will come to your spirit. If you don't cram it, nothing comes to your spirit, brother. Nothing. Nothing. And I will start quoting uh, Tinku Tinku Little Star. Devil will mesmerize such person. Those things, they don't get anywhere. Motivational talk don't get you anywhere. In case you think that's what I'm doing tonight, I'm not motivating anything. I'm giving you a word of life. Said so the word I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life also. John 6, 63. It's not motivation. It's life. And he says in verse 22, and no one puts new wine into old wine skin. For the wine would burst, 
the skin. And the wine and the skin would both be lost. New wine calls for new wine skin. Am I on Isa? E flat or F? New wine come for new wine skin. So I yield to you and to your careful hands. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. Lord, I pray, make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. Lord, I came here with nothing. But all you have given me, Jesus, bring me. Jesus, Jesus, bring your wine out of me. One more time. Jesus, Jesus, bring your wine out of me. For there is a new wine. You know that song? There is new power. There is the speed of freedom. The speed Oh, I lay down my lay down tonight to carry a new fire today. There's one day, one day you can take a new fire from the Lord and become a different person than you were. That you can become a new person that everyone wants you to be. If you decide today, I will search for that new version of me. See, we are not supposed to be frustrated in life. We are supposed to take advantage of what life has for us. I've said it here, life is not fair to anybody. No. You don't get what you deserve in life. You get what you demand. You get what you ask for. That's why the scriptures say, ask. If ask is not enough, knock. If knocking is not enough, it says seek. You see, when you ask, either ask it, receive it. And when you receive, you go. But when you not when you when you seek, the Bible says you find. You say, No, I'm getting beyond the level of asking. I want to find what's going on here. And he says, Okay, they will release the blueprint to you. Because you are looking for you. Make a research. But beyond the level of seeking, the scripture says, knock. When door is open unto you, you become partner with the maker. Not just staying in asking or seeking only and then be comfortable. Move. To the level of partnering with God, your maker. After all, scripture says we are co-laborers with God. Have you not read it before? God creates, I create. Say, my father walk at eight or two, I walk. We are to live a supernatural life, brothers and sisters. If we are not living it, it's our fault. It's not God's fault. A new you can come out today and start creating. So what is Capacity. Capacity. I have it in uh, about four quick patterns that I'm going to just explain. What you can sustain or retain. Capacity talks about what you can sustain or something you can retain. So capacity talked about strength, talks about tolerance, 
or something you can withstand because when you say what's the capacity of the door can withstand this push what's the capacity of the foundation you can take this building so it's talking about what you can tolerate what you can withstand many people today are truly believers but what they can tolerate is is very low it's very minute capacity is something what can you tolerate with that thing with you what can be accommodated your capacity is talking about what you can accommodate what can you what can you take how much of it can come to you talks about the amount of output that can be produced okay so what's the capacity well i can produce so amount you can't go beyond that capacity if you say this is what you can produce that is capacity now, what is capacity? The potential or suitability of holding something or storing something or accommodating something. For example, this all. Like on Sunday, I was, I was just worried in my spirit when I saw the crowd and with a small capacity we have. We must finish that building, brethren. If somebody say a bigger amen. Yeah. Ah. So we don't run into all this kind of uh, crowd, you know, uh, people don't have a place to sit. I know, I know by the time we move there, but the Lord will increase us again. And then we'll start thinking of the 1,500 seats. It's possible. We spent over 2 million right now. Not yet approaching the bank. I will not approach one. In the name of Jesus Christ. God is able to do what he says he will do. Capacity is how much can you accommodate? Here can take only about 250 thereabout. Then with basement, maybe 280 thereabout. But... There was one, one uh, Christmas, uh, New Year like that, if that we have close to 500 coming in. Hey, God. Hey, no, God doesn't want you to be in that mess. That's why he says enough is enough for this small place. Is this place not too small? You know, some people have not thought about it. It is. Those of us in Glancarry in those days, in our small room, where we started from, and then the Holy Spirit steered our heart to take that gym where we had inauguration the other time. Somebody was like, I hate it, but now you don't wait until you have, but we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. Somebody will look at his pocket and say, I don't have the money. I've told my wife, I don't always say, I don't have money. How can you say? The money is not just in your hand, it can be the mouth of the fish. It can be the mouth of the fish, and you go call it. Don't say you don't have money. How can you say you don't have money? How can PPP not have money? When ministers meeting recently, and one of our ministers was like, I know PPP can pay. PPP, you are rich. I said, it's not about being rich. It's about mindset. If you think you are poor, guess what? Bros, so are you. You're poor. One of my boys walked to I said, somebody told us we are poor in school. And you think we are poor? <laughs> I said, please tell me, what do they have that you don't have? Just tell me one. And you are saying, I'm not. Some, some will come and say, they call me Shobi. Are you Shobi? Ah, it's what you believe in your heart. In fact, continue to play with your Shobiness. And, and people who are thin will like to be like you. Do you understand? Let's explode our mind. Let's explode our mind. Let's explode our mind. There is a new wine. There is. 
kingdom, your kingdom is here. I, I lay down my. Please lay it down tonight. If that's all you can do, to carry a new fire, fire today. And so, Lord, we pray, make me. Make me, Jesus, make me. Ah, you want me, Lord. I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus, bring me wine out of me. One more time, Jesus. Prayerfully, prayerfully, bring new wine out of me. Jesus, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Some people, our capacity is too weak. No wonder the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10, energy version, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. If you fail under pressure, there is, there is room for pressure. There is no way there will be no pressure. There'll be, you just relocated. There is going to be pressure, but you cannot fail. Tell yourself, I will make it in this land. Come work, come rain, come sun. First person that picked me up when I first arrived, I said, we have been here for seven years, so Shabbat, we have to queue. I said, it's okay, sir. We, we shall queue. He said, ah, you've been here for seven years. I said, no, I can't be here for seven years and be like this. It's not going to happen. Overtaking is Salah, my sister. That's true. And then they say, Oh, if you want to bring your family, you must get about 10,000 in your account. So there's somebody you have to give your passport to and beg him for money. I say, I'm not begging no man. They say, You're too proud. Yeah, feel it. Let it be. Let it be. If that is what they call pride, that's fine. That's a good pride. pride. Be proud of that. Because we are doing it based on, I mean, based on the word of God. And then when it was one and a half years, the same person was taking me to the car dealer when I wanted to buy, uh, what's it called now? This uh, Toyota, because I didn't buy it, so I forgot the name. <laughs> that Toyota SUV, what do they call it now? Islander, thank you. The new series then, 2012. When my job landed, the guy said, ah, Shaban, I for you. You just would overtake every one of us. I said, no, so now. If you know the God I'm serving, you can overtake. It doesn't matter. He just overtook all of us, yes. I said, take me to the best car. Let me get it before my family arrives. God can do it for you, sir. Same God can do it for anyone. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, respect of anyone with God. Let's exercise this faith. Exercise this faith, sir. Don't just keep it as a dead faith and be afraid. Apply. They say, no, they don't take black. It's a lie. They will take you. Apply. Back it with the word of God. Who is black, by the way? Is there any black person in the spirit? I'm not even black, by the way. I hope you know. And, and there's no white. Do you know that? It's only pink and brown. So why are we calling ourselves extreme? 
Is it not true? Why giving ourselves an extreme uh, name that God has not called us? Pastor Mika, that's why I don't like all those black uh, grants, black this, black that. I said, do it for white too, because what's the difference? What makes you better than me? Because of your color? Let's exercise this faith. If Daniel prosper in a foreign land, that the king of the land knelt down before him. Ah, Joseph, the king of the land, said, It's only by throne that I will senior you. And they remove his, sig- his signet, that's his ring. You know what they do in those days? The ring is the official stamp. They use that ring to press. When they, it's always with them. When they do something, they press it. He took his authority and gave it to Joseph. He said, I will only be sitting there as you go ahead. You keep ruling. How can God not lift you? In your career, in whatever you... How? How? We're serving this God. Let our mind be exploded. This is the point of living faith. May you receive new wine this night. If your strength is weak, I mean, your strength fail on the days of adversary, King James says. Say so your strength is weak. If you fail on the day of adversary, living transitions, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. So what is capacity? Number two. I've said capacity is something you accommodate, you guide, I mean, you keep, you sustain. Now, number two, an individual's mental or physical ability. That's what you are trained to become. We all know doctors are brilliant. Right? Let's say the truth now. Okay, I many of you dear go for medicine when you were in school? <laughs> I tried it. Jam, jam me twice. I stopped. I shall cuckoo went for engineering. It's the same, Abby. <laughs> but let me ask you a question. As brilliant as the medical doctor is, did they do the work of nurse? No. Everybody has his own peculiarity. It's not because the work of nurse is lower for them. It's just because they are not trained for it. Maybe I'm lying because people are not knowing they had to agree. Dr. Ajayi, am I right, man? Are you trained for nurse job? You may know some part of it, right? You can do some part of it, but you are not supposed to do their job. They have separate training. Please get me a microphone so that people at home can also con- connect. Please get a microphone to Dr. Peju. And I have uh, Sister Debbie here. Uh, a better example. Thank you, Ma. And I would like that better example. Yes, please. Dr. Peju at the back. And uh, Sister Debbie here. Jo- okay. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. We- no, I wanted to give, uh, like, maybe nothing is a little bit like doctors are not trained to be. Radiographers. Exactly. So they won't do CTs and X-rays. Thank you. Thank you. They, they know that equipment. They know the name. Yeah, but, but they don't know how they operate it. Thank you, man. <laughs> at all, at all. Thank you, man. That's a good one. Our newest registered nurse in city. Please, let's ask. Ma. Just tell us one work that is peculiar to, to the nursing profession. Doctors treat the diagnosis. Give me a louder voice, please. Let's please. Nurses spend much time with patients. Thank you. Nurses, they spend more time with the patient. Everybody their own training. Even in the nursing job, you have your different special specialty, isn't it? There are some nurses that are 
more of a psychiatry, right? And there are some that has to do with a family and all the normal sickness and things like that. We call it midwife, sir. Thank you, sir. What we are trained to be, that's capacity. So when I tell, um, bro, I say, sir, uh, I would like you to go and inject somebody with uh, <laughs> he said somebody will die <laughs> because he has no capacity to but he's a man he has mozu he's brilliant but sorry he's not trained for that do we understand so when we talk about capacity we are talking about individual mental and physical ability what you are able to do what you are trained to become what is capacity we are talking of aptitude skills the faculty of potential, I mean, faculty of potential for treating, experiencing, or appreciating. You are able to appreciate what you're doing. We talk about fitness. I'm not fit to do this. Capacity to stand trial, for example. Pastor IT will tell us, I'm an engineer and I have degrees, but can I defend somebody in the law court? I won't be able to because I am not trained for that. I don't have capacity to do that. I hope we understand what is capacity. Number three, perspective to capacity. Duty or position occupied. Role to serve in a certain capacity. When you have role to serve in a certain capacity, that's also what we can call capacity. I'd like to dwell on that a little bit. Duty or position. You know, when you have grace... When you have grace, ask God, what is it meant for? Do you understand me? If today, if God calls Brother Ayo, for example, I say you are going to be the pastor of this church, do you know Brother Ayo will become a different person from that moment? Because the grace to be will come upon him immediately. Are you listening to me? Same as kings, when they appoint king, the anointing comes on them. You'll be saying, ah, where am I getting this from? You're not getting from anywhere. It's from God. I remember when, <laughs> many years ago now, but I, I've been a Christian then. I was made the senior prophet of my high school then. You know, those who came from Nigeria, we have head boy, head girls, and so on and so forth. So I was called to be the head boy. I went to assembly, JJ and JJ, on my own. And they just said, today we are calling out acting prefects. And they called my name as senior prefect. Hey? I was like, hey? Where? How? How? What am I going to use to lead? Because in those days, you prefer our authority. I, how many of you? <laughs> okay. How many of you flock some children? <laughs> Where's my sister? Sister Oyelami. She was, she was our student. We were together then. I was just a year senior. We punished them. Forgive me, ma. <laughs> because we always... We always look for the ones that are next to us. We'll get SS1 stand up because we're in SS2. And they will stand up. And if any one of them grumbled, that person becomes scapegoat. Come follow me here. We are trying our power. She was there then. But thank God we're in SU together. And so I know my sister, my sister knows me. When you have a role, the authority comes on. So what do I say? When I was going back to class after assembly, and then one of my colleagues, my classmate, just dragged my class and said, Heyo, SPO, Heyo, SPO. I said, leave me alone. 
He said, you better walk like SP, my friend. I said, how does SP walk? But that word got me. You are different now. You have the scepter of authority. Use it. Many of us have that authority. We are still shaking before the devil. And I wanted to try my authority truly. I just went to the class. I don't know if it's a class. I just said, get up everybody. They stood up. <laughs> I said, ah. So I, so I have the authority. Ah, okay. <laughs> Today we are in this school. I don't sit in my class again. <laughs> the day you know that you have authority over the devil, you will be inviting. You will be moving up and down. I tell you, the devil, show, show up. Let me see you. That authority alone, that, I mean, that awareness alone is vibration. That awareness. Ha! Ah, so I have this power. Seated with Christ in heavenly places. Far above principalities and power. That's where we are, brothers and sisters. If you know that, no devil comes to dare you in your dreams. Let him come. You burn them to ashes. And they won't try you again because they know you know. But if you don't show that we know, and we are just like wimp, we are just afraid. Our tail in between our legs and say, devil, do your own, I do my own. That's the kind of Christian devil is looking for to deal with. He prays on our ignorance. He prays on our ignorance. This duty position does not depend on your individual strength. It depends on the authority you are given. Not on your strength, but on the authority you are given. It does not matter the complexion of the policeman, of his appearance, whether tall or short. Even his car in Canada is policing. I hope you know that. When you see the car you, you maintain, <laughs> right? You, you quickly check your... I hope I'm not running too far. Because even his car is authority. Because of who he is. Not because of his height. So look at yourself. I'm saying this example. Look at yourself in the spirit. Not because you're a woman. Or because you're thin or small. Or t- no, 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 no. It's authority that Christ has given unto us. All authority in heaven and on earth have been given unto me. Therefore, go. On the basis of this authority, go. I have given you authority to trek on snake and scorpion. And nothing shall by enemies harm you. Christian will say, that one, if you, if you can try, you have to snake now. That's unbelief. He says, he give me authority. Let him be a liar. Let God be true. And let man be a liar. If you continue to occupy a least position in the kingdom, e.g., rise and fall Christianity, do not expect to accomplish much for God in the kingdom. That's why sin is deadly. Sin, you know, we are safe forever by the grace of God. If you commit sin, you ask God for forgiveness. If you are sincere, God forgives you. You move on. That's the truth. It's not a license to sin, but that's the truth. And that's what we call grace. Am I hurting somebody? But that's the truth. But you know what that does for us? Please come, my dear. Sorry. Sorry for putting you on the spot. I'll be nice. <laughs> Please, this is where I want you to reach. This is your goal. And you are here. Please stay here. Each time I say sing, you go back to here and continue. Sing, go back to here and continue, okay? All right. Please, let's watch. Go. Go.
Sin. Standing. God forgive me. God have mercy on me. God save me. Hey, I did this again. Oh yeah, move. I forgive you. Sin. God, my Okay, God here. Oh yeah, move. Sing. Is he a Christian? Or is he is no longer a Christian? Is he still a Christian? Has he changed from being a Christian? No. That's what I mean when I say you are safe and the salvation is for is permanent. But ah, we continue to but if you sing, God, God will forgive a merciful God if you go back to him. But as he achieved his goal, that's how many of us will not get to our goal. Because sin keeps taking us back. And in the realm of the spirit, if you don't pass that class, you don't get to the next class. There's no amount of crying. You must pass that class. There's no jumping in the spirit realm. And until we grow and get to our goal, then God gives you the next one. Sin keeps pulling us back. I can say, God, God have mercy. Hey, God have mercy. Please grow above sin so that you can reach your goal. God bless you. Please go sit down. I hope I'm nice enough. Amen. God is not prodigal with his power. If you are not much with God, you cannot be much for God. Leonard Raven Hill said this word in white revival tarries. God is not prodigal with his power. If we are not much with God, we cannot be much for God. There are some battles that only kings fight. I hope we know that. Only kings. If you don't believe me, turn to 2 Kings chapter 11 verse 1 and please read NLT in NLT. If you can quickly project that. 2 Kings chapter 11 verse 1. NLT version. What's the scripture saying there? Yes, if you have it, somebody's still there? Media team? There are some benefits that are only, I mean, accrued to those, to people that occupy specific roles. If you want it, you have to grow up to merit it. You have to grow up to do what? To merit it. What did he say? When 2 King chapter 11, verse 1. Hmm. Maybe first, no, can it be first king of 2 Samuel? Try 2 Samuel, sir. That's not where I want to go. 2 Samuel. It talks about when David was to go to battle. Um, somebody help me. Second Samuel, thank you. Second Samuel. And what do we have there? In the spring of the year, thank you, when kings normally go out to war, what did David do? That was the first thing that, I mean, that accrued to his failure in life. He sent Joab. The Bible said he sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight the Ammonite. They destroyed the Ammonite army and laid siege to the city of Rabbah. However, even though, when scripture put however, it's a twist to that victory. Even though they were victorious in the battlefield, but David was defeated at home. If you cannot conquer yourself, you are a great victor, victim. Never a victor. Self, or conquer David at home. Say, however, 
David stayed behind in Jerusalem. And that was where he saw what he shouldn't have seen. And sword did not depart from his home because of that. See, in this kingdom, not every resort in God's kingdom is a gift. Some resorts are simply rewards. Everything is not a gift. Oh, that pastor is just lucky. See the way he's commanding and things are happening. No, it's a result of tarrying in God's presence. If you want it, go. Pay the price. In this kingdom, not everything is, is a gift. After all, Hebrew chapter 11 verse 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to... For whoever will please God must believe that he is. And he is there. Of those who... He seek him. So why has God not rewarded me? Maybe my diligence is not good enough. I always say to God, if something is wrong, it's never you, God. It's me. And I must find out what it is. Number four, what is capacity? The output uh, is an output. The facility, the facility or power to produce or perform or deploy what can, I mean, what can you give out? Ability to, to give out something. Ability to perform. Ability to produce. If that bulb can only give 100 watt, that's all. If you, they can be of the same size, but if it's 40 watt, it's different from 100 watt. If you put them together, you see their production. And when you tell the bulb with 40 watt, ah, ah, produce like this one, I will say, oh God, I can't do more than that. Because that is my capacity. We need to build capacity. Is somebody following me this night? Our time is fast spent. So why building capacity? I've not even reached the one we are to deal with today, which is spiritual, but we probably take some other time. Why do we need to build capacity? Our text says, no man puts new wine into hot bottles. Hence, the new wine doth burst the bottle, and the wine is spilled, and the bottle will be marred. But new wine must be into new bottle. So according to that text, who can tell me, why do we need to build capacity? Just from that text, let's just have some thinking and come up with why should we build capacity? Please, let's speak into the microphone so that we don't destroy ourselves. Thank you. And uh, mommy here said to avoid wastage. Yes. Another? Our brother there say to prepare what is to come. for what is to come. To prepare for what is coming. And in PPP, God is preparing us for something bigger. No, he may, except Pastor Shola. We, whether we believe it or not, it's going to happen. We just have to get ready. That God will prepare me for what he's preparing me for. Sir, what did you say, sir? It's it okay. It is decreed already. God is preparing us for something big as a church. Conquering more mountains for the Lord. As families, doing great and mighty things. As individual, setting record and breaking and building another one. The Bible says kings, it said nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Your light will be so bright that we attract kings. That's what the scripture is saying and that's what God has said. So I will do a new thing. Have you not heard it? I will make a way, a way even in the wilderness. So let's get ready. I always pray that prayer. Lord, prepare me for what you are preparing me for because something big is coming. So we have said it, Lord. Why should we be capacity to allow full expression of God through us? God is looking for someone he can express himself through. 
and he needs someone to get to a certain level where he can. You see, when something happens in the vicinity, God scans around in the spirit who is qualified that I can quickly use. And that was how his canon got Mary, who has a good heart for the Lord. You see, it's not every woman that will have been betrothed to a man. The man they love. And one angel just appeared. She has never seen an angel in her life. First time. And said, you are going to be pregnant. And she accepted. Not everybody can do that. No wonder Luke chapter 1, 45 says, Blessed is she that believeth, because there shall be performance of all that was said concerning her. Was said to her. It's not every woman that would take that. And all of a sudden, her tummy was protruding. Who on earth will convince Joseph that Mary has not slept with him? It has never happened in any history. But look at someone whose heart was ready to please God. Second Chronicles 16, I say, the eyes of God moved to and fro, seeking for people whose heart are right with him to show himself strong in them. If our heart is right with God today, God is willing to express himself through you and I. We talked about to prevent wastage of grace and God's resources. We said that already. God will never give us resources we cannot manage. That's one thing. If you cannot manage it, God will not give you more. If you are faithful in little, you become a manager of many. Matthew 25, verse 21, 23 says so. God issue with the servant who buried his talent was more of wasted resources and slothfulness. That's why it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 11, be, be, please somebody remind me, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. God hates slothfulness. You are neither there or here. He said, I will spill you out. God wants us to be hardworking people. God wants us to be firebrand, not people who are cold today and strong tomorrow. God is an investor and he expects increase in his return always. Why building capacity to prevent the destruction of the vessel, as our brother mentioned? Bigger tear will come if we don't put new clothes on new, new, I mean, on new one to create a bigger one, I mean, bigger problem. Why build the capacity to allow for increased and expanded experience? You see, even if you want to be small, God, God, for God's sake, God does not want us to remain small. You mean, I'm okay with where I am. God is not okay. God is not okay with it. Do we understand? I'm okay with this one is okay. Mm -mm. God said, fear not, all you little flocks. It is your father's desire to give you the kingdom. He said, though your beginning may be small, but your later end will be a, a greatly great, exceedingly to increase. God is not, is not interested in us being small. God wants us to grow. If you want a bigger you, build a better you. Say to somebody, if you want a bigger you, build a better you. If you want a bigger you, Please build a better you. Number five, why do you build capacity? So we can grow. There is more to see than what we see now. I said that the oil does not have problem flowing, but the oil can only flow to the capacity of the vessel. The oil can only flow to the capacity of the vessel. When you say, where is the oil? And say it's over. The whole thing stops. There is more to see than we, see, we have seen so far. There is more to accomplish than we have done on earth. There is more we can make happen only if our capacity is expanded. 
Somebody will say, maybe it's too late. I'm old. This is for the kids. How old was Donald Trump when he became president of the United States? Joe Biden is 78 and he's there right now. He has clock 80. He has done two more years. Got there when he was 79. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that we thought he would die there in six months. He's finishing it. Oh. Eight years, complete. And you will say, you are, uh, it's for the younger ones. How can I start learning computer now? You can learn it, sir. And even surprise your world. I've had a story of mother and daughter graduating in the same class. And wear their gown. And say, after all, after I finished my... You know what happened to the mother? The mother went for a master's. She later went for a PhD. It's not too late for anyone. Let us pray. There is a new wine. There is new fire. There is the spirit. Freedom. The kingdom is here. I lay down my flame to carry a new fire today. Better still, let's just rise on our feet as we wrap up this night. Make me, Lord, make me. Catapult me to my new level in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray, bring a new wine out of me, Father. Bring a new wine out of me, Lord Jesus. Father, bring a new wine out of me, a version of me that is coming forth. Lord, bring it out in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord this night, bring a new wine out of me, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please don't let the prayer stop here. This is just the introduction. We'll be going into different kinds of capacity and I don't want you to miss the Bible study all through this month. We'll be having sometimes some of our professionals will help us out also to, you know, to address some aspects that are key that the Lord wants us to build. So please don't miss out. Next week, come and bring someone. Bring someone. If, if this all is not enough, we'll put projection downstairs and we will all be enjoying the, the presence of the Lord in this house. Uh, please don't forget that on the 21 to 23rd, we'll be having Pastor Femi Olawale, the country coordinator of RCCG Canada, visiting us and taking... We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at RCCGPPPSK, on Instagram and Twitter, at RCCGPPP. 
If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.